we've been talking about your um, your injury in the Iraq War in Basra. You were in Basra. Yes. Um, yeah. um, in which you were blinded and suffered um, a great deal of other damage. And um, something you and I have slightly in common is, is, is your wife's about to have a baby and I'm the child of somebody who was blinded and in other ways patched up in the Second World War. Um, and uh, one of the things in relation to commemoration that I remember from my childhood is that my dad was not at all keen on Remembrance Day. Uh, I don't know how you feel about it. I know that you actually, your, your, the explosion you were in happened on Remembrance Day, mm -hmm. so it's always yeah. got very particularly strong associations for you. But do you have a particular... Do you turn out on Remembrance Day? Do you put on your medals? No, I don't. And I never have, no. actually. And in fact, it was something I would intentionally avoid. Before um, you were blinded? After I was blinded. After, yeah. I mean, um, before I was blinded, it, um, it was... I, you know, I probably have the same resonances as it would have for many other people in the UK. It was a time of national solidarity to some extent. It was a, a, a public holiday in that, in, that, in that sense, which had no real emotional um, significance, even though, um, you know, as, as we've discussed, I had relatives in both the First and Second World Wars. Um, but certainly after I was injured um, in an incident in which uh, four people were killed and I felt that to um, some extent um, I'd been let down by the state and to some extent the families of those people who were um, tragically killed had been let down as well. Um, Remembrance Sunday became a time that I would see the nation holding silence for two minutes and remembering for two minutes as a mechanism to forget <laughs> all of the other minutes of the year. <laughs> Yeah, that's uh, a very striking observation. Um, I, I suppose a, a still more negative way of thinking about it would be that the nature of the commemoration, which is very patriotic, which tends to uh, gloss over the terrible mistakes that were made in the First World War and to aggrandise uh, Britain's role in the Second World War, mm -hmm. that it, it's had the, the sort of effect of of carrying on a belief in Britain um, in our greatness, mm -hmm. which the evidence has for a long time not uh, warranted. Mm -hmm. uh, I think an awful lot, uh, I don't know what you feel about Brexit, but to me Brexit is a disaster and, and uh, I think an awful lot of that 
undertow of you know we can go it alone we don't we hate the europeans we 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 want to be all on our own in our, our glory and cutting a dash in the world elsewhere all of that is a kind of uh, wildly uh, over optimistic uh, self aggrandizement on the part of britain mm-hmm. uh, which to which these commemorative ceremonies and our cult of the Second World War um, has contributed in a, what has proved a dangerous way. Mm-hmm. You're a specialist in the Middle East. Do they, do they have any versions of Remembrance Day? And Certainly. Um, And in, in, in very interesting ways. I mean, I, a, a couple of examples which spring to mind uh, from um, a year I spent, 2005, 2006, living in Damascus. And I would occasionally uh, make trips to uh, Lebanon. And I remember in Baalbek, which uh, in the Bekaa Valley is one of the uh, strongholds of Hezbollah, mm-hmm. um, as you drove through the streets of Baalbek, you would see attached to um, um, poles that would line the streets the images of, as they would understand, uh, uh, martyrs yeah. uh, who had um, uh, presumably died uh, in, in conflict um, uh, in the in the south along the border with Israel, um, I can also remember um, in more recent years having visited the Mujahideen Museum in Herat, uh, which was set up by uh, Ismail Khan, the um, warlord slash politician, who is uh, very powerful in that region um, as a a mechanism for, of course, um, honouring uh, his Mujahideen colleagues, but also presenting his own um, political um, uh, power in the region. Um, and finally, I can remember um, as a tourist visiting a Halabja uh, uh, four or five years ago now, um, where, of course, there had been a... Um, horrific war crime um, uh, committed uh, by uh, Saddam Hussein uh, against the uh, local Kurdish population, um, the use of chemical weapons. Um, And a museum had been set up to commemorate um, the dead and celebrate the dead. Um, But interestingly, it had been set up by the Talibani um, uh, family um, and Jalal Talabani, uh, one of the two uh, most powerful dynastic heads in Kurdistan and uh, recently um, uh, died and uh, celebrated um, former president of Iraq, um, had in many ways set that up as his own um, presentation of political power. And even though it was a museum to celebrate, commemorate the dead of the local population, the local population actually um, burnt it down to the ground a few years ago um, because they felt it was being uh, manipulated by Jalal Talabani as a way of uh, 
boosting his 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 foreign international um, uh, coalitions and support. So uh, those are sort of potentially sort of extreme examples of commemoration. But they're very revealing, aren't they? Because um, one of the questions we're, we're, we're thinking about is who commemoration is for, and it suggests that certainly there are plenty of occasions when the people who are most being served by commemoration are people in political power who are manipulating or seeking to manipulate public sentiment mm -hmm. um, in their own interests. I certainly think there is that. I mean, I also am you know, very well aware that there are many veterans, um, injured or otherwise, who, who do seem to gain a sense of identity, a sense of strength and a sense of solidarity and um, national prestige, respect um, yeah. from these celebrations. So um, so I recognise that that is something that people do draw strength from. I haven't been to the National Arboretum, um, even though four people who are you know, with me you know, have their names now mm -hmm. inscribed on that stone. Mm -hmm. um, that, those, are my, those are my personal... Um, choices, um, but I, I understand that others do draw some sense of solace from them. Um, but I, I absolutely take your point that there are many people who, and not only veterans, but families and and uh, and uh, friends of those who who died, who do think it's an important way of asserting the value of what happened and and the value of what happened in the Second World War is on the whole beyond dispute and, uh, and so dad, dad didn't have any doubt about that, he'd been a pacifist in the 30s but he volunteered for the Second World War, he was not, not he didn't pass the medical but then he volunteered as a chaplain um, halfway through the war. Um, the, 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 still this issue, so there, there are not going to be any simple answers but um, there's, there's a question of whether it does good in terms of reconciliation. Uh, Remembrance Day in Britain is essentially a First World War mm -hmm. occasion as Armistice Day and it's developed from that. Um, that very, very few people left who have any memory of, of that war. Um, and it's through literature and the arts and film that a new version of the conflicts of the past is transmitted to the young. Mm -hmm. Um, and in, in the nature of things that is going to be a, a simplified version um, and, and a partisan, likely to be a partisan version but perhaps with a different kind of partisanship. Mm -hmm. um, it, could we say that, um, that setting aside commemoration ceremonies that the study of the literature of the First World War, its poetry um, in schools has had the effect of making uh, generations think uh, about the cost of war uh, and also although I don't think many people studying First World War poetry at school read German poetry or mm -hmm. uh, 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 the, the, there's still quite a strong consciousness running through British poetry of the First World War that the people on the other side, the people just like us, mm -hmm. with similar set of values, uh, that perhaps, perhaps the, to the extent that uh, Europe has become a, a more reconciled 
with itself, or the countries of Europe have become more reconciled with each other than they were a hundred odd years ago. Um, that is something that has come about through the commemorations that poetry and film and thoughtful mm -hmm. um, arts uh, have brought about. So in, in terms of, say, the, the future of what commemoration might aspire towards, yes. do you think it's a question of utilising pre-existing commemorative techniques to materially um, anchor and promote new institutions of tolerance, um, solidarity, pacifism maybe? Or do you think there will also be a requirement to explore new modes of commemoration, new technologies of commemoration? It's it's such a big question, isn't it? <laughs> uh, and uh, it, 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 I, as I've sort of said, I, I, I'm pretty sceptical about the more traditional um, communitarian paramilitary versions <laughs> of commemoration that go on. We haven't talked about Ireland, but we could in terms mm. of marches, uh, the orange yeah. marches and so on. And or there, walls as well, peace um, walls or otherwise. Absolutely. Uh, and there is a country where um, memory of events hundreds of years ago um, is still inciting uh, violence and, and uh, division. And now we have a comparable example in Spain in that um, memories of the supposed oppression of Catalonia by the landmass, the politics of the landmass of which is part, of, have been stirred up um, and in terms of recent commemoration, um, the fact that Catalonia was largely on the Republican side in the Civil War um, and, and suffered at the hands of nationalist Spain, that's being used to suggest that the current government of Spain mm -hmm. is a direct inheritor of Francoism mm -hmm. and it is indeed Francoism um, by other means. Now, the, 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 there is a case, it seems to me, of a use of, in inverted commas, historical memory, mm -hmm. which is a, um, a, 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 a falsified grotesquely mm -hmm. and b deeply divisive and destructive. Mm -hmm. Of a, of a community, I'm talking, I mean Spain as a whole, yeah. which is, to me, has been one of the great success stories of, uh, of, a, of a century riven by terrible happenings. In the case of Spain, the, the establishment of democracy after Franco's death, the really thorough working out of what democracy means, Spain's accession to the EU, it's becoming a valued although in many ways struggling, part of the, of, of the European economy. It's becoming a modern country of which Catalonia is, a, is an important part. All of that has been, uh, and I've argued this in a, in a book which caused some controversy in Spain as well as elsewhere, um, all, all, of that, all of that success um, and 
you know, and like all human successes, riven with things that haven't gone so well and difficulties and complications, but still, mm-hmm. overall, a success story um, is being threatened by um, a an inward-looking, retrospective mm-hmm. and illusory version of the past. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I don't know that I would go as far as to say we've got to put the past behind us and get on with the future. Um, that we all have to carry memories around with us and, uh, and we want to remember our dead and we want to remember um, the good things that happened in the past in our country and in other countries. Literature and the arts of the past. All that's terribly important. But I won't go on much longer, just one (laughs) sentence. The fact that we have the capacity to forget mentally, it's part of the construction of our brain that uh, we forget things. Mm -hmm. Otherwise we would just be too overloaded. Um, And uh, it's common to say that people forget uh, things when some traumatic event has happened. Mm-hmm. That serves a purpose. Um, it's not all bad. Mm-hmm. And the, I suppose, uh, ultimately Freudian idea that we have to keep recovering the past and go over things, um, in some ways, um, has a, a price to pay. <laughs>